Hi everybody, uh, welcome to another episode of Kayvon and Friends. Uh, this morning, I am very, very pleased to uh, introduce uh, someone who is instrumental in my own health journey, uh, Teddy, uh, my, my, my boxing coach. Uh, thanks for joining us today. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> How are you, uh, Kayvon? I'm, I'm excellent, actually. Um, I'm, I usually record these things in the evening and I have a whole different vibe going on at night, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that vibe going again in the morning. As you know, I'm not a morning person, but I know you, <laughs> you're, you're quite good with mornings, but I'm, I'm good with that. But thank you so much for agreeing to a late morning. It's a great compromise. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Just got to get that coffee in. <laughs> for sure. For me, it's tea, but you know. Um, so I wanted to talk to you because I thought you had a really interesting story. And, and like I said earlier, you were instrumental in, in my own health journey in life. Um, and I definitely miss it because I'm not in a good place right now in that way. So I'm hoping this it's in itself will inspire me. But uh, let's go back to, to when you were a child um, and or when, when you first rather uh, got into boxing. And, and what was that thing that really drew you into the, to the sport? Well, it's funny, when I was a kid, my dad would watch uh, boxing on TV, and uh, I was obviously very drawn to it. As a teenager growing up, I tried the gym thing and tried weights and cardio and all the things, uh, even sports, uh, soccer, all the things, and, and nothing really stuck. I didn't enjoy any of it. Um, I started boxing when I was 21 years old, so I was late to the game, uh, and right away it was that was what i was missing um loved the sport of it loved the um the the technical side of boxing and of course on your body it's a, there's a huge physical aspect as well so immediately i started seeing um my body composition change and of course that kept me motivated and then it led to uh you know sparring and eventually i had uh two exhibition fights both of them went well I uh, wanted to get into the uh, fighting competitively and I got in a huge car accident. Um, yeah, we'll talk, I guess, more about the car accident really, later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it right into that and in, maybe into the middle of the segment. We don't want to start off with that, with, with, with that right away, but let's go back to when you were a kid and, and, your, and your father, you said, was watching uh, boxing matches. Was there any particular boxer that really stood out to you or was it just the, 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 the game in general? Uh, for me, actually, to be honest, was uh, Roy Jones Jr. Um, oh. Yeah, I guess he's going to be fighting Mike Tyson coming yes, up. I was just going to mention, that must be fighting for you, a rehash of all times. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, even on the mitts now, he doesn't look like he, he used to look. And, you know, somebody that size to move that quick uh, was incredible to watch. Um, and just his his uh, his ring generalship, and it was it was so fun and exciting to watch and you know i try to mimic his style uh when i started doing it and that's when you realize you know you can't be standing in front of people with your hands down very long <laughs> yeah prince not seen went the hard way right yeah, that's right yeah <laughs> he was another one that i really enjoyed uh watching i, I enjoyed watching the flashy guys even like mayweather it's fun it's yeah. fun yeah I mean, mayweather is a whole other thing but uh yeah yeah, I, I think also, I think, yeah, Rodrigo Jr. probably has a really good boxing mind. Like, you can tell he's smart about his stuff that he does in the ring. Maybe not so much out of the ring, but, you know, like, he's he's got that. That's I guess that's why they had him on to be, uh, you know, a fellow sportscaster with the other rest of the crew there. Because he's able to actually explain and understand the game and sort of be able to 
I don't know, let us know about what's going on. I don't think a lot of boxers would be able to do what he does in that way. It's true, yeah. His boxing IQ is, is uh, one of the best in the game. Um, it's actually really enjoy when you get the commentators that have fought before uh, to give you the perspective of, of in the ring because it's, it's a funny thing. It's, you know, watching from the outside, especially if you've never stepped through the ropes, um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in there and, and they're able to pick those things up and, and tell you. Uh, so yeah, yeah, like Roy Jones Jr. The intricacies are really, really the, the minutia, as you, as you would say. The details are really important. Uh, it was interesting that you said that you tried the whole gym thing and the weights thing. And I, I was also of the type to never really enjoy going to a gym. The atmosphere never really spoke to me. I kind of like, I was a little bit squeamish, got away from that whole situation. But as soon as I found uh, PowerCore, I uh, immediately, like within day one, maybe day one and a half, I felt like, at home in a way i felt comfortable i felt like everyone was welcoming and inviting and i'm and although i haven't been there for a little bit and i do miss it and i miss you definitely uh i still feel like a connection with you guys and i and maybe you've noticed that as i continue to creep along with your social medias and stuff <laughs> for sure but I, I do hope to come back uh and yeah i think you guys were definitely instrumental i probably felt the best i've ever felt in my whole life for those three years that i was with you guys and ever since then it's all been uh, a sharp downhill so uh it's it's definitely you can tell like you said with the body with the mind uh everything just kind of feels better it feels right when you're in that zone mm-hmm. so first of all i want to thank you for that that as well and and the atmosphere you've created because i think it's a lot of allowed a lot of people like myself to be able to join and participate in something they normally would not have or they might have felt intimidated by so it was really helpful well thank you for that but uh, on that topic you know there's a lot of people in the exact same uh, boat as yourself and uh when i started boxing I, I wasn't in that mind frame i was i was definitely more you know i want to do it and get in you know i want to be world champion and i don't know mm. i just i had that i was young and had that in mind. Yeah. right exactly um that being said of course i grew up and uh, again, with the, with the car accident, definitely changed my perspective. But I just had posted um, a couple uh, days ago on my Instagram about, uh, I use the word suffering. And um, I think it's a very uh, powerful word uh, that people, you know, when you're outside of the gym, everybody's got, you know, demons in the closet and, and everybody's fighting their demons. And when you get into a, 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 the gym atmosphere, especially at, at power core or, or any boxing gym really mm-hmm. uh, you get into the this zone where uh you're 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 suffering with other people and it almost makes it enjoyable right. and, and they, suffering, yes. right and that to me that is the key uh to life is if you can start enjoying uh those that those suffering moments uh you know when you're working out or when you're if you if you end up sparring and getting into the ring if you can enjoy those moments that you know mm-hmm that's like you're really living you know that's when you feel the most alive that's definitely true and speaking of your instagram it's uh at power core boxing uh for all of you guys listening that haven't been following already shame on you but please follow <laughs> at power core boxing um yeah so let's go back a little bit um so when you started out you said you were 21 that's when you started to train and then did you have any uh fights uh in that early age did you try to, because I, I think you were training to fight, correct? Because when I was there, I was just training to train, training for the cardio, for the exercise, and that really helped me. Uh, but then you, I think you had that different intention. Right. So yeah, um, when when I started, it was, really, I just started because I love boxing. So at the time, it was just, I, I loved watching boxing. So I just wanted to see 
what would happen. I had no interest in really sticking with it. Um, mm. It was just another one of those things. Like I'd gone to the gym, I'd, I'd done swimming, I've done all these things. And, and um, when I went to the gym, it, uh, it, it sort of drew me in with this technique and, and, you know, it's called the sweet science for a reason. Yes. And uh, once I started sparring, it ended up, uh, this, it kind of took over and it was exactly that. I wanted to compete and I wanted to see how far, everything I do, I want to see how far um, I can take it. And uh, when I had the exhibitions, it was more, it was a competition with myself. I wanted to see how well I could do and it didn't matter who was in front of me. Um, so yeah, we, we, you know, it's one of those things where you, you go to the gym to train, but then when you're not at the gym, you're going for your runs and you you know, you're eating right. At, at that time, I didn't drink alcohol for eight months. Um, I was getting up and, and doing my morning runs. I'd go to work in construction. I'd come home. I'd do another uh, five-kilometer run when I got home. And then uh, the other days, I'd be going to the gym um, after working construction. So, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, yeah, when you mention it's you versus one other person out there, at, at the same time, I feel like with my very limited knowledge of, of, of the sport, I feel like it's one of those things where it's almost you're fighting yourself even in the ring. Like you're fighting tiredness, you're fighting pain, you're fighting all these different things that, that you're going through. And regardless of who's in front of you, sometimes that's less important than than what's going on inside of yourself. So like if you're, like you said, if you're not properly trained, if you're not in the right headspace, you could actually take yourself out of it a game that you would probably a match you'd probably win you probably might end up losing just because you're not you know you're not in the right headspace so a lot of the time you can be fighting not only the person in front of you but the person inside tell me a little bit more about that from from the insider perspective absolutely so uh when there is somebody in front of you you never know what they bring to the table um generally as a, a fighter when you step through the ropes and, and uh you're looking across the ring at the person whose only job is to knock you out as quick as possible um the thing that happens is is right out the gate you look at their their body are they tall are they short are they stocky that'll tell you a little bit about uh, what you have to do um, to beat them mm-hmm. um, but again it comes down to the skills you've learned how hard you've worked you know um, as, uh, there's a Canadian light heavyweight champion junior Moore uh, speaking to him about these things and he says, you know, if, if the the walk to the ring is is the scariest moment of the fight, because that's when the truth comes. Whether or not you've trained, whether or not you've uh, done all the work, because um, once you're in the ring, you're just fighting, and you're just going to see, like, you know, what is what does he bring to the table, and what do you have uh, to counter that and to and to win. So, again, it, it comes down to your own training and how hard you've pushed yourself, whoever's in front of you, of course, they've done the same thing, but you're hoping that you have more skills and uh, more grit to, to get you through and, and be victorious. Right, right. That, yeah, that, I guess that totally makes sense. You just have to really want it more and have worked, worked harder for it. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, while it seems basic, it's actually quite complex because it could just be a matter of like inches basically by the end of it. Well, at, 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 and as you go up the rankings, you know, it's uh you know, the, the, the difference in fighters gets a lot smaller, right? It, it's, it's crazy. It's, it, it's any sport, right? Um, you look at the guys that have made it to, um, any high level sports and, you know, we were talking about soccer the other day and how Ronaldo is just so much better than, 
your average player in the league. But that mm-hmm. average player is way better than anybody else on the planet, yeah. right? And it's just as you move up, you know, you know the the scale guess, gets smaller, right? Exactly. And that's 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 was always interesting about it when I was watching. I think I probably started watching boxing in my late teens, if not early twenties, somewhere in that range there. And when I would notice these boxing matches, they would have like the part two or the part three, like they'd have their rematches. It, I often found that in in the second match, the other guy who didn't win the first one ended up winning the second one not not every time but a lot of the times that happened and for me it kind of it explained what you just said like the difference between the two fighters can be so small that in between those two fights if one of them really wants to show like hey i can actually beat this guy and works dub- twice as hard which i mean is an exaggeration you can't if you're already working 100 percent, what are you <laughs> gonna do twice as hard but you know what i mean like if they really change their mindset to be like i need to like to to kill this guy to put this guy down then at, at a certain point, sometimes they'll get that little bit of boost. On the other side, conversely, the one who did win might get a little bit confident, and then that might bring their desire down a little bit, or their, you know, their their drive slightly downwards. Potentially depends on who the type of person is. But yeah, and it's it's so important that you, especially um, the younger guys or, and girls that are getting going with boxing, the the biggest piece of advice is that just don't become a one dimensional fighter. Um, mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta know it all because there's going to be somebody that comes along that has that one thing that can beat you. So you're gonna have to know how to counter that. And then that way when you see it, it's not a surprise and you'll be able to deal with it. Right. Whether it's height or speed or, or agility or whatever that one little factor is that could that could put you down. Right. So inspiring uh, inspiring is gonna teach you a lot if there's a certain punch that you're getting hit with and your coach has to know these things, but if you if there's a certain punch you're getting hit with, um, you're going to have to learn how to counter that. Maybe you're doing something wrong or maybe as part of your style, that's something that's going to be open. So you're going to have to learn how to deal with that. Um, it just, again, it's just a lot of time and, and uh, making sure that you're be a student of, of the, the sport, you know? So as you're progressing, don't just go out for fun, especially if you're going to be competing go out yeah. to learn something and, you know, film your your sparring sessions, get something out of it, learn, and then adjust so that you have more tools in the belt when uh, when you, when you need them. Yeah, that att- attention to detail can make all the difference. So let's quickly jump back to your own personal life then. So in your early career, what what were you what were you going through? Because you said you started out casual and then you started to get more serious and do and you were training to fight. Uh, wh- where did that take you? So. Eventually, so uh, when I started, it was exactly that. It was just to see what, you know, what would happen once I started sparring. You know, sparring, when you start sparring, it's a very funny thing. It's it's very scary. But at that point, you've already hit the mitts a ton. You've hit the bag a ton. um, And you just, you feel so strong. Your body's completely changed. And I just felt like I was Hercules. I think nobody could beat me. Mm -hmm. And I get into the ring. And I remember um, I hit this guy hard with a right hand. And he barely budged, like <laughs> he he barely budged, right? And then and then he hit me with a jab, and it was it was a good jab, flush on the nose, and I thought I was gonna die. I was like, oh my gosh, like what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's how it starts. And then it's funny because people joke about it all the time. You actually sort of get used to getting hit in the face, but the the biggest awakening was um, how. On TV, you see people getting knocked out all the time. It's a very difficult thing to do. You need a lot of accuracy. You need a lot of power to be able to do it. Um, mm-hmm. And 
the person you're fighting is usually trained. It's not somebody like I had been in fights like outside of boxing and it was nothing like this. This was a completely different experience. Now you're fighting somebody even with limited training and it's a completely different game. So once that happened, I remember after the first uh, time sparring, I went home and it was just the only thing I could think of was I got to get better. Like that's all the only thing I was running through my mind. Um, so from there you start breaking everything down and, and, uh, I started like really focusing again on the, on the technical side of boxing. For me, boxing has always been, um, the sweet science. It's never been about the toughest guy, which is a part of it for sure. Um, but it's always been more about like when to do this and when to do that and when, when to use this tool, when to use that tool. Um, so I just basically did that. I, 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 you know, got all my, my tools, um, worked really hard on them. And then I had my, uh, exhibitions from there. It went, uh, really well. And, uh, after that was, um, again, my, my car accident. Again, we'll talk about that, um, some more later. Cause that's a bit in the tease. You keep dropping this tease for the audience out there. They're going right. to be. Well, it's funny because the the car accident is such a a huge, important uh, piece to all of this. But it's something I hate talking about. It's something I don't talk about. And, um, you know, it's it's funny because, you you know, so Junior Moore, I'm going to go back to him. He's a light heavyweight, um, Canadian light heavyweight champion, uh, Mm -hmm. phenomenal fighter. And, uh, you know, when it came to the car accident, I had the two exhibition fights, I got in my car accident, and then that was it for my fighting. And uh, it's a it's a big thing, because here I am coaching people, but I never took my boxing career very far. Right. And Junior Moore, he was uh, big on, if you haven't had hundreds of, of amateur fights, like he has, um, or if you haven't had a pro career, then you have no business coaching, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have a lot of work to do to be a, a coach. And, um, I was uh, lucky enough to end up bumping into him in LA uh, at Wildcard, uh, where I ended up training after my my car accident, and um, we ended up I ended up holding the mitts for him. And uh, from there, he was just very you know like you're good, you got it, and he's like you know obviously you put in the work, and which I have, and uh, it ended up being this whole thing where I had to learn everything twice. So after, um, after the car accident, I guess there was no more fighting that was done. I ended up not being able to work at the time I worked in construction. I ended up not being able to walk properly for three years. Oh, damn. Yeah. So I ended up, uh, like bedridden for about eight months. There was about four or five years there where, um, I had a bad concussion, so was the, the whole five years is very foggy to me. I barely remember parts of it. Um, from there, I ended up uh, just helping uh, people starting out at the old gym uh, where I started and just training people and getting them going. And that ended up being a 10-year-long uh, career for me. And then we ended up the owners and myself ended up having uh, different ideas of, of the direction of where to take the gym. And it's my, not my place to tell somebody else how to run their business. So it was time for me to start my own, which is how we ended up with PowerCore. 
Okay. Uh, so <laughs> you want, you, do you want to, uh, this might be a little touchy. You can say no if you want, but did you want to talk a little bit about the car accident itself? Do you, do you have recollections of it? Um, did you want to share, like, cause I know that can be a, a bit of a touchy subject, but if you wanted to talk about it to everyone so they kind of understand the, the gravity of the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. So again, this is not something that I, uh, talk about very often, <laughs> but, uh, for you, I'll do it. So what happened was at the time, this is a time in my life where, you know, everything was great. I was in the best shape of my life at that point. Um, I had, I had, had two exhibitions. I was, I was getting ready to, to compete. Uh, everything was great. My, my work was great. Um, at the time I was working with my dad and we were bonding and it was, it was just a great time in my life, uh, driving home one night and, uh, someone had turned, uh, left right in front of me. So I ended up T-bowing them. Um, yeah, so boom, I hit the, the car and, and my knees had gone through the bottom of the dashboard, uh, knocked myself out completely. Uh, when I woke up, there was somebody banging on the window seeing if I was okay, which I was. I looked down and um, right out the gate, when I looked down, I remember uh, blood everywhere and I couldn't move my legs. So started panicking and I guess it was just shock or something because... Uh, it was only maybe, I don't know, it felt like 10 minutes. It was I'm sure it was more like 10 seconds. I started getting the feeling back in my legs and I was able to move them. So I got out of the car immediately, um, ran over to the other car, uh, driver's side, and, and it was a female driver. She was passed out, which was, that didn't really bug me. Again, coming from boxing gym, you tend to see people getting knocked out. <laughs> so, you know, it's not that bad. When I ran over to the passenger side, which is where I hit, I hit the passenger door bang on, uh, there was a passenger in the car. And that person, I thought, died. Luckily, they didn't, but they were pretty, yeah, they were pretty messed up. I mean, they were bleeding out of the eyes, out of the ears. It's pretty graphic, I know, but <laughs> it was, I was sure that they were gone. So I went um, into complete shock after that. Don't remember much about that. The next day I woke up, felt great. You were pretty much going on pure adrenaline at that point then. Yeah, I was. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, the next day woke up, um, felt great, went to work. And about an hour into work, everything started coming on. So I got instant headache. I got my back seized up on me. I started having back spasms. My back spasms didn't go away for about three months. So I was literally like, looked like I was having a seizure. I was having these big spasms. Um, Lost the concussion at the same time of what it sounds like, the head, the head trauma. Right, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> went through all that. Um, started doing physiotherapy and uh, went to a bunch of different chiropractors and physiotherapists, uh, sports, uh, injury people. Um, did a bunch of things and, and nothing was working at all. I don't know if it was because of uh, my headspace or like what was going on, but, but nothing was working. And like I said, I wasn't able to walk properly for three years. I was walking with a limp. My current wife, my current wife, my wife, <laughs> wife. <laughs> I was meant to say was when she met me, I was uh, not walking properly. Um, so it's, it's funny, like she thought it was, I had some swagger or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I'm just messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up, uh, a friend of mine, actually, uh, Dr. Stefan Siglet, 
uh, was able to help my back and my head. He's like a, a head injury specialist. And he was able to get me going on the right track. And after that, it's just been a, a it's getting better and better all the time. It's gotten to the point now where um, I feel fine, but there is things that pop up where it's like, you know, I remember two years ago snowboarding and it was the first time I felt my foot go into the boot and I can actually feel it. I didn't notice that beforehand, but this was the first time I actually noticed it. And I was like, wow, I'm still getting better all the time. Feeling itself, the feeling of the nerves were actually coming back for the first time. Right, exactly. And then the same thing, like running, I started being able to run again about five years ago. And then, uh, you know, all these these things. Of course, when you see me now, you can't really tell. Um, But I mean, it was a it was a big injury, and all the tests. I remember this one. At one point, I woke up in the morning, and again, I couldn't move my legs, couldn't walk. I had to roll out of bed and um, like do like that army crawl. Uh, <laughs> got taken to the hospital. They did a bunch of tests, um, but the feeling did come back in my legs. Uh, but I had to do a whole bunch of tests, and they did like this one where they stick a bunch of needles uh, in your back and in your legs, and then they shoot uh, electricity through. And they oh. see how long it takes for your muscles to uh, to recognize the electricity. Okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 terrified of needles, and I didn't feel any of it. So, <laughs> so acupuncture wouldn't be your jam then. No, I ended up doing acupuncture too, and it was that was funny too, because in my back I could still feel everything. I had a very sensitive back, but in my legs, um, they were numb. So I did do acupuncture for my back and I got real tense and it was like, I hated needles. They're like, you have to relax. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm trying to relax. Which is counterproductive because they tell you to relax, but that just stresses you out more. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm trying to relax. You're going to help me relax. <laughs> exactly. So then, yeah, and that like led me into this whole journey of um, rehab now. Like, And, and the, the funny thing with rehab is, I went to all those physiotherapists and chiropractors and, and, uh, when I went to, uh, my friend, the, the, the Dr. Uh, Stefan Sigalit, he sort of had a different approach and it, it really wakes you up to how the, the body works. And at, at the time I was very much, you know, eat right and work out hard. And, uh, that's kind of stayed up until about three years ago is when I started to really change things uh, and my outlook of uh of you know your general health um but yeah the uh the the boxing ended up being a source of rehab for me because also when you're injured you have to try to work out in different ways as well that doesn't affect you negatively so you have to find like like you said with the doctor that you were with he was probably really good at the overall uh body how it works and what's connected and what you can and can't do so he was probably able to guide you to do specific uh, types of exercises that would actually help not hinder your progress. Right. And then when I did all the uh, physiotherapy and, and um, um, like the sports uh, injuries and, and all, like I went to so many different places. Like, and like I said, it was my, it was real foggy for about four years. So I went to so many places. I don't remember half of the places I went to and how long the programs were, but I do remember um, the exercises they had me doing it's just very like walking on the treadmill. Well, walking on the treadmill at the time, like killed me. It was, it was so painful. Um, like I'd go walk on the treadmill 
and then I'd be in bed for two days after that. Oh. It was just brutal. And, um, but then you, you started doing just getting back into boxing and that was just more for mental. Like I just wanted to just hit the bag and just feel like myself again. And, um, of course, when you hit the bag, my, my, my legs weren't working that hard. Right. So eventually I was able to start pushing off and then you start doing your, your slips and your dips and, and legs start You're getting under. a little bit more of a workout, started adding skipping. And then, uh, eventually it ended up being good. And the, the, the big thing was I enjoyed it. So it wasn't a stress going to the gym for rehab. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and you've always been a proponent for skipping too. So that's probably where it came from. Yeah. It's funny. You know, it's funny. Cause when I started skipping, I didn't know how to skip when I started skipping at the boxing gym and everybody made fun of me because I was doing like the double hop. Yeah. And it was like one of those things where it, you were doing double Dutch when everyone was like training. Yeah. And it was like, everybody's like, you got to learn how to skip, man. So I did. But <laughs> and then you were able to teach me too, which was a miracle. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Skipping is one of those things is it's, it's actually really fun when you start doing the tricks and stuff and, and it's really good for you for sure. It's better for you than running and cycling and all those things. But mm-hmm. yeah, especially when you're going to the boxing gym, it feels cool to get there. You start warming up, you're skipping, get that sweat going. Yeah. The pre-sweat is very, very helpful. Cause I remember when I would go in, if I, if I ever showed up late, which was few and far between, <laughs> uh, if I was ever <laughs> late, I would, I would, I would not feel the same sort of uh, results at the end of the session as if I had come there early warmed up and, and like really got that pre-sweat going. So I could definitely tell that it, even with my minor like exercise routine, I could still feel the difference. Yeah, it's huge. You got to warm up. So we talked a little bit about about the injury. I don't want to dive too much deeper into that. Uh, let's go back into uh, how you, uh, like you said, you separated from that group downtown. And you started up your own club, uh, Power Core. And uh, how, tell me about that process. Yeah, so once I started on my own, um, I, I knew what I wanted out of a gym. And it was it was really, to be honest with you, Power Core is a very selfish um boxing gym it was a it was a gym that i just wanted to be a a part of something that that everybody comes in trains has a good time we talk boxing we you know watch fights together talk about the fights Mm -hmm. um but i i wasn't interested in the uh go hard go home uh fighting mentality um that part of it to me was it's is more stressful right so what i wanted to do was use boxing as a tool um for for your general health um especially after the car accident i realized that boxing can help so many and it has i've i worked with so many of my clients have uh, certain injuries back injuries knee injuries shoulder injuries um or or previous concussion injuries actually uh where we can work with them and get them better just by using boxing and specific to their needs. You can probably have a better understanding of what specific things can help those people who have those similar problems that you used to have as well and how to get them back on track. Right. Yeah, exactly. It. And it, it's, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to dive that deep to see the, the health benefits of, of boxing. You know, uh, more recently I'm, I'm more into, um, you know, longevity training and, and uh 
<laughs> you know, your, your diet and the, 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 which is where power core is sort of heading into this full spectrum training, we call it. Um, but with that, I have made a lot of mistakes, especially with, with diet and so, somewhat, um, with some aspects of, of my training, but the part that I did nail it was, uh, with the boxing boxing is, is so good for you in, on so many levels. Um, and it's so important that people, uh, at least give it a try because, you know, it's not like running on the treadmill. It's not like going to the gym and, and lifting weights all the time. You get to do, uh, something that's a little bit more fun and it's interactive. Um, always working with people and, and being in the classes. But yeah, after uh, the downtown uh, gym, I started on my own. I ended up having to uh, kind of legitimize myself and because I didn't have the fights and I wasn't going to be able to fight uh, from the injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up going uh, to LA and training at Wildcard, uh, which is Freddie Roach's gym. And I went down about... Okay. Yeah, I went down there about two times per year and got trained by a fellow named Paul Mayorgan. And he's a lot like me, actually. He'll never brag to you, but the people he's worked with, is the list is long. Like everybody, Pacquiao, Amir Khan, he's worked with Kodo. Um, There's a, a whole long list. Mm-hmm. And... Um, just being there and, and, and basically, you know, that was my school. I went down there and he was my teacher and I would just shadow him and I was there, you know, I'd go for two weeks at a time and I'd be at that gym for about 10 hours a day and, uh, just, just watching and learning and training. And when you get down there, it's a whole other world. I mean, uh, at one point I was hitting the, the, uh, heavy bag and, and, you know, I look over my shoulder and there's Shane Mosley and he's watching me hit the heavy bag. Um, the level of, of uh, fighters down there is just insane. I was, I was, you know, I have uh, gloves that needed to be tied up. So one of the guys just helped me out, tied up my gloves. Super nice guy is uh, Justin Juco. He ended up uh, fighting Mayweather. Huh. And it's just, you know, you're surrounded by these people. And uh, the, the biggest thing that the biggest takeaway from it was when you watch world champions train it was very different than how i was taught to train um so i do it now with um everybody that i train we kind of just break it down and take the time to learn how to do everything properly you learn how to do it properly you're learning a skill you're learning a sport it doesn't feel like exercise right that's true it was genuinely fun the entire time i was there like yeah. no other way to describe it. It was like it was it was kicking my ass. It was great. It was fun and it was effective. Like like nothing else I had ever experienced before. Well, it's you're you're, get, you're learning a skill, and then when you when you finally get it, when it clicks, it's the best feeling because you put in that effort and and you do get those results when when something clicks and you and you get that perfect sound on the hand pad, you know. And it's a lot like golf, I think, where you're trying to you know hit the ball perfectly straight. When you finally do it, it's rewarding. Yeah, um, when you get those pew pews and the pew pew pew. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> but yeah, so the randaconda on that one. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, so that's where we, that's you know I ended up doing that, and then 
and then uh, progressing into this whole um, the boxing part of it. But the the thing is, I I, I did end up legitimizing myself with with uh, the boxing part. And again, like I got to train uh, Junior Moore's. You know, I, I've trained um, Farinez and Ali. Farinez is a world champion kickboxer. Ali is one of the world's best uh, kickboxers. So I, I've trained very high um, athletes. Yeah, and um, you know it. it that part of it is, is sort of set already. So if, if people want to learn how to box and by all means, power core can do that. Um, the, the sort of new market that we're after and, and for the general, um, membership, uh, for, for where we're heading is, is using that boxing where you're going to be learning uh, how to box properly. Uh, but we're going to be using it as a, a a major step in your overall health. Um, and that's sort of where we're heading now with all this. And yeah, we're adding some like recovery classes and, and the whole thing. So we're trying to hit the full spectrum instead of just the, uh, the one portion of it, which is boxing. We're still going to be using boxing. We're using boxing and everything we're doing, but mm-hmm. it's going to be more for overall health. And so, so you started up Powercore Boxing, and that was located uh, on, uh, what was it, Renfrew and First-ish? And how long were you there for? We were there for about four years or five years. Right. And we were, we were upstairs from the, the, Mu- the Muay Thai folks below, right? Right. So Posner's Pancreation was uh, downstairs, and yeah. we uh, had the space upstairs. Luckily, we had the washrooms on our level, so that was nice. That's right, yeah. <laughs> that was a little, a little bit of a benefit. So tell me, tell me how... Because I think that was your so that was your first experience, sort of on your own. I would say coaching. So how what did that do to motivate you, and what did you gain? Because I know I can say hundreds and hundreds of people gained from you, but what did you also gain from the people that came to your class? Well, it's funny because uh, uh, from my perspective, it is very weird. So um, coming from construction background, uh, at the end of the day, you see your work, right? You you see your building going up or whatever it is. Um, Moving into something like this it was at first really weird. It was like, yeah, I work all day and then I come home and nothing's changed, you know, um, where things started, uh, shifting was, you know, after about five months, six months of, of me actually, uh, coaching people and, and taking the time, like, I'm sure you've noticed there's one thing about me is I, I do, uh, look at everybody, uh, specifically and i'll help out with each individual yes for whatever their goals are if somebody has an injury i have no problem jumping in and helping them out with um adjusting certain exercises or or whatever um and and that's where i found it to be the most rewarding is i learn a lot from people that come in with injuries or health problems um and i'm able to help them sort of get over those things and instead of seeing a building go up, I see people's lives completely change. Um, that is so cool because, you know, we only got one go at this. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and the thing is, you'd, you'd probably have a little bit more instant gratification when you would see like the buildings go up and you'd see like different levels getting done. But here it takes a lot longer to really see the, the fruits of the results. And I think, but once you do get those results, I think it, it can be even sweeter in that way because you know you've put in that time and the effort, and not just you, but also the person who's been working with you to do that. So I think that probably fires you up. Uh, no pun intended for the song we played at the beginning. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's like, it goes across the board. When somebody shows up and they just want to lose weight or whatever the case is, and and you know, you just give them a couple tips. Next thing you know, they've lost ten pounds in the first you know couple weeks, and they're just, yeah. they're so pumped. You know, it's it's yeah. the best feeling. And then and then that's just the start. When you see them, you know, as you know, because you've been around uh, long enough, uh, our retention is very high. So when mm-hmm. you see people, you know, two years down the line and how they're a completely different person than they were two years ago. And it's just, the biggest thing is that what I notice is I'm not going to call, say anybody's name. It's not going to call anybody out, but there's people that would come into the gym and they were super shy and super quiet. Yeah. And then here they are, you know, a year or two later, they're coming into the gym and they're just completely different out of their the shell. Yeah. There's a the, they become the loud ones. Yeah, exactly. And it's well, so cool to see. That's the atmosphere that you created, right? You created an atmosphere where it's 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 all all welcoming, and everyone everyone has that same vibe, and then everyone feels like they're a part of the same you know the same club really in that way, and so it, it gives them that sort of family uh, vibe as well while they're there. Absolutely, and it comes down to that whole you know um, suffering aspect. Is is everybody's got you know hard lives. So when you come in through that door, like we're all going to, we're all going to struggle together. You're going to learn to enjoy it and you're going to become a way better person because of it. And the humor, of course, don't forget the humor. I got the best jokes. You got jokes for days. (laughs) (laughs) Nicknames, lovely, lovely nicknames you've given everyone. Those nicknames, I don't, you know, those nicknames, I just call them as I see them that, you know. I don't make those things up. That's how I ended up as tripod, but let's move on. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, okay. So good. So then we, so we're, we did power core for like probably a handful of years. That's where I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to meet you and cross paths in my life. So, uh, that's, that's been a huge impact for me. And now you've actually moved to a brand spanking new location, right? So tell us a little bit more about this new place that you've got. Well, it's funny because, um, we didn't have much time to find a new place and uh, I didn't want to leave everybody hanging for too long. So we quickly tried to find some places and, and we were having no luck, like zero luck. Cause it's just, it's crazy out there. Especially now you would think that there'd be more available and there is, I guess more available, but the, the prices people are asking are pretty outrageous. Mm-hmm. And um, location was a big thing. Like we had to try to stay somewhat near um the old location but we couldn't be anywhere close to there without getting a super small space yeah so we ended up moving uh further east Uh, friends of ours uh trick factory customs have this big shop and they were using a, a, a quarter of this massive shop for uh storage and they said well look if if you know you need the space we can move some cars and, and uh, you can you can take that space over. And I just jumped on it. The location is absolutely perfect. It's a massive space. It's 26 feet uh, wide by 60 feet deep. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a big bay door, which I always wanted. <laughs> when you think boxing gym, you think bay door. I don't know why. Not gloves or the ring. or, right. or like, I would good. never join a boxing gym without a bay door now that I think about it. Okay. But luckily we have one. So yeah. you'll be able to open it during your training and close it and then open it. <laughs> I don't know. It really sets the tone. Really sets the tone. That's right. Yeah. So- <laughs> and yeah you're right off, right off the highway too as well, right? It's the, it's the, was it brunette exit? Is brunette it? exit. Yeah. So you go off brunette exit and then they'll, they'll take your first right. And it's, it's right there. Um, lots of parking. 
Um, like I said, big space, 14 high, 14 foot high ceilings. Uh, we actually ended up purchasing the, the ring from the old place and, mm. uh, that's coming with us. It's getting painted and redone as well. Um, there's enough room for about 10 bags we're going to have. Yeah. Um, is Jose going to be there? Remember Jose the bag? Nope. That one got sold off. Oh no. Yeah. I don't I know. We could sell Jose. Yeah. <laughs> but don't worry. There'll be another one. Okay, maybe Carlos will be there next that's time. That's right, that's right. <laughs> and then, yeah, this this facility is going to be a little bit different. We're going to have uh, like a, a weight section with with uh, even heavier weights. Uh, we're trying to get up to 100 pounds uh, in dumbbells. Clarence um, will be happy, no? That's right, yeah. <laughs> and then there'll be uh, a reaction area. We have like reaction lights, and I'm big on this reaction stuff for boxing. Oh, I and- saw that. I saw videos of that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a big thing. It's um it's something I've been working on now for about a year and a half, and uh, I ended up training uh, race car drivers, and they also need quick hand speed and mm-hmm. and a lot of there's a lot of similarities between the sports. So there's going to be a section for that. It's kind um, of like a big version of Bop It. You just play right, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Except you don't actually get to smash them. You just oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. you just you have just to you have to touch them gently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess generally yeah. it doesn't have the same ring to it as Bop It does. No, it doesn't. I have to change that. Yeah. But yeah, and then and then um the 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 new schedule is sort of color coded for um like I said the 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 new full spectrum uh program that we're we're doing. But you could go to our website to find out more information on all that stuff. What is the website, Teddy? It's uh, www.powercoreboxing.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And I'm, I know you do put up a lot of content on your YouTube as well. So that's Powercore Boxing and Fitness. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Please, everyone, go uh, subscribe, like, and subscribe over there. <laughs> uh, follow on the website. Yeah, the, the new, I actually t- had a glance at the new uh, schedule. It looks pretty all inclusive, looks pretty good. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having some later classes in there, too, for folks like me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, look, I, I do genuinely look forward to coming back, and I'm going to uh, hopefully do that once. Uh, things settle down a bit in my life and then uh, I'll be able to I'll be more than happy to to come back and join you guys because I think I feel like since I haven't been able to come back uh, it's been maybe even two years now which is really sad for me to say uh, but I felt like some a piece of my uh, life has been missing since then as corny as that sounds it's, I'm being 100% genuine so that kind of shows the impact how you've impact you and the gym has had on me and, and also all the great people that are there too so I mean mostly it's you and the gym but like there's so many great people there that uh, also I haven't seen for so long, but I'm still in touch with luckily because of social media and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. not once you're in that room, sweating together and fighting together and training together. It's like you said, it's, it's a whole different experience. And that's something that I, I long for. Absolutely. We can't wait to have you back. Well, uh, I want to thank you, uh, again for joining us on this podcast. Uh, we talked a lot about some, some fun stuff, some difficult things. Uh, you have a bright future still ahead of you, young man. <laughs> uh, you started this brand new adventure and I, I wish you all the luck. You, you definitely deserve it. You're, you're a great guy. You're always very friendly and helpful. And like you said, you give that individual service to anyone that comes by. I remember when you, when I, when you first saw me, you didn't assume that I wasn't there to fight despite my scrawny physique. Uh, you said, Hey, so what are your goals for being here? And I said, well, you know, honestly, I, I'm not, I'm much, I'm a little bit of a pacifist. I kind of just want to train. I want to get a little bit more fit. I want to build a little bit of muscle. And you pretty much guided me in the exact path that I needed for, for that specific thing. And I've also witnessed you do that. Like you said, to many others, whether it was a weight loss uh, campaign or whether it was rehabbing, like you've, you've done a, a masterful job of, 
of individualizing things and, and finding time for everyone, even when on those busy class days. So uh, shout outs to, to Teddy and also uh, probably thanks again to your lovely and supportive wife, Cynthia, for also having your back for all these years. And also the little guy. Do you want to talk a little bit about the little guy and what he's been up to with his racing career? Because that's another <laughs> fascinating element. We can throw in another couple minutes uh, on here to talk about little Theo. Absolutely. Not so little, not so little anymore, right? No, he just turned seven. Damn. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So he, uh, yeah, he got into racing, uh, he was racing go-karts, um, with, a, a, a group called catalyst driver development. And what they do is they take uh, young drivers and they sort of build them up, um, so that they can eventually become pros, uh, like they were. So it's pretty wild to see. I mean, here you have a, 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 you know, at the time he was six years old and he just got this new go-kart that goes a hundred kilometers an hour with no seatbelt, no roll cage. And, and, uh, you know, these kids, they can do it. It's, it's a, it, it's a different breed of yeah. human. That's for sure. Handle some G forces on that. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So yeah, he's been, he's been pretty active in that this year has been a little bit hard for him, but you know, it's it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. So of course, and you're a proud papa too, which we can all we can all see and appreciate. Absolutely. Uh, any kind words to say about your wife, or should we skip that section? <laughs> I can't say enough about her. She's the the backbone of of everything. You know, she's just extremely supportive. Every time I have a dumb idea, she's like, "Oh yeah, you should totally do it." That's so <laughs> right or die right there. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know why? It's because she's Chilean. They're 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 good peoples. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I live <laughs> I lived there for a year. You remember that, right? Yeah. I'm fully exposed to all those Chileans down there. Yeah. There's like a switch though. They can they can turn it off and they can turn it on. It's it's pretty funny. Well, that's the whole Latino <laughs> thing in general. But let's not yeah. talk about it. Because I also have a Bolivian wife, so it's gonna be a little bit of a mess if she overhears what I'm saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right well again, uh, thanks so much for your time i think our half an hour that we wanted to be together ended up being like almost an hour but i, I honestly it went by so quick and i i really enjoyed our time and i hope to see you soon in person i hope you and the family are doing well and everyone please again uh powercoreboxing.com that's right follow uh powercoreboxing on instagram on the on the gram on the ig if you will <laughs> and then also on the youtube uh Powercore Boxing and Fitness. Lots of good uh, videos on there, free content for you, like regularly, guys. So really helps for your training, at, even if you're stuck at home during the, the coronavirus times. Uh, yeah, thanks again. Any final words? No, that's for you. That was, that was very enjoyable. Thank you, Kayvon. And um, I'm glad I got to, you know, talk a little bit about the, the whole car accident and, and get that out there. And yeah, thank you for bringing it out of me. And Monkey's off your back now. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, all right. So what we'll do is we'll play us out with a little uh, MC Hush fired up. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Kayvon and Friends.